Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'm happy to be here on a lovely Chico spring afternoon. Everything looks looks pretty healthy out there to me. Uh, the weather's good, and I'm feeling good, and I'm busy as heck because they extended tax season through the middle of May this year. They're going to spoil all of us tax preparers because last year it went to July. Now this year it went to May. I'm assuming next year they're going to keep it at April 15, so we'll be back to a normal tax season that will end in April, which is good and bad. It's good because it gets everybody working hard to finish everybody by April. It's bad because if you forget somebody, you don't have an extra month to fix it if you missed them in April. So anyway, it's just one of those things. It's good and it's bad. How do they say it's all good? Some people say that. Well, I hope everybody's been doing good. I've been, like I say, crazy busy with my tax season, but I always enjoy getting down to KKXX and getting the business buzz back in operation, so it should be a lot more regular from here on out. Now that my schedule will be getting a little more normal, I've actually traveled a little bit the last couple of weeks, so that's been kind of fun. But now I'm back for some hard work until the middle of May at least where I can get everyone done that that expects me to finish. So I will do that. So business news, what's going on? Well, locally, I looked up an article. It's from uh, yesterday in the Chico ER. That's a good place for um, business, local business news. I do subscribe. I don't subscribe to a lot of newspapers, but I definitely do to the ER because it's got the local news and I don't get physical newspapers delivered anymore like I used to. I used to sit every day at the Cozy Diner and read the entire San Francisco Chronicle from beginning to end. Well, I did not read every article, but I would look at every article and read quite a bit. And Well, I think that ended about 20 years ago when the internet started having, probably 25 years ago when the internet started having enough news to sort of take its place. What I really like about the internet in general, it's it's so huge and everybody's so dependent on it. If the internet goes down at an office, you pretty much have to stop working or just find special jobs that you don't need a computer for because 90% of the work everybody does now is somehow based on internet communications, email. It's kind of crazy. What I do like about the internet is I've been, my whole adult life, I've been an alternative news junkie. I used to subscribe to some papers that actually I would wait to get one in the mail once a week and read it from cover to cover when I got it. And it was very hard to get any kind of alternative news back in the old days. What I like best about the internet myself is the fact that there's an entire group of journalists that are more like citizen journalists. They're not getting paid for it. The major platforms are making sure they don't get paid for it but they're actually finding out things that you would never find out from your regular news station. I mean, how long has it been since you've seen true investigative reporting from a local news station or even a national news station? They don't really, they don't really examine anything. And it's nice to know that with the Internet, 
there are probably millions of people who are actually spending a lot of their time just digging and reading and researching and finding things out. And I think that's fantastic. It's always good to have a second opinion on anything. And especially when you're, when you're told certain things and you're supposed to believe it automatically, I don't think people do these days. I think people with the internet, because of the internet, I think people have gotten a lot smarter and they realize that there's two sides to every story. But in the old days, you couldn't read the, uh, you couldn't read the other side, but now you can if you know where to look. Most of the places that I listen to news are mainly, they're mainly the researchers who have actually left the major websites like YouTube has, well, they haven't left. They didn't leave. They got kicked off. Uh, YouTube purged all kinds of people that I use. I listen to every day. Uh, Twitter has purged a lot of people that I listen to. So now you need to go to places like BitChute, which is B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E, Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E. That's where these people have moved their platforms to so that they can still do their daily news shows. And as long as you know where to find them, you can look at those places and see a lot of good news. Of course, I'm not saying you shouldn't watch the news. Just watch whatever you want, but just remember that There's usually two sides to every story that you hear. So I was looking at the Enterprise record, and I noticed that uh, I haven't been downtown much lately just because, I number one, I've been out of town some, and number two, I'm so busy I can't really justify taking a lunch hour and going downtown, but I see there's a place called Broadway's Kitchen and Bar. Opens with a little bit of everything on the menu. So that's kind of exciting. Um, sounds like a new, new restaurant. I'm seeing if it'll give me an address here. I just printed this out. Anyway, uh, some young man who started a restaurant, uh, they've been serving uh, live people since the wintertime, I guess. And, uh, a little bit of Mexican, not just a steakhouse, burger joint, taco joint. We're pretty much a variety type thing. So that sounds good that there's a new restaurant in Chico. I'm sure there's a few that aren't going to reopen. Interesting. It's also interesting because the owner says in this article, I personally don't want to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. So if they want to come into my place, you're more than welcome. This is how we're going to come in. If you don't come in, there's always other options that people have masks on. I think wearing a mask is not a law. It's more like a decision that you personally want to do. So anyway, that's something interesting for Chico business. I know there's a lot of places downtown that are just not, they never did reopen. I I was down there for some business the other day, and I just noticed a lot of closed-up stores that don't look like they're going to be reopening soon. The other thing about taxes for a tax preparer like me that's in the news is the Biden tax ideas of which I'm learning. They aren't all law yet. So it's not, I don't spend a ton of time on stuff that isn't yet the law because you might spend time learning about what's coming, but if it doesn't get passed, 
it's not the law, so you didn't really need to learn that. That's where I'm sort of at with this. It's it's a proposed proposed tax changes, and I'm just trying to kind of hit some of the highlights that might affect business buzz listeners. The top individual rate would go from 37 to 39.6, the old high level before the Trump tax cuts in 2018. And if you've listened to business buzz at all, you know that I'm a favor of lower taxes. I think the Trump tax cuts did most people very well and lowered their taxes. I was happy to see that. Now, the top rate, it sounds scary when you see 39.6%, but the flip side of that coin is the top tax rate kicks in at $523,000 for single people and 628 for married couples filing jointly. What I mean to say is that very few of us are going to reach that high bracket with those levels of income that it takes to reach it. So it's not something that everybody's going to be, not all people are ever even going to be once in the 39.6% bracket. I wish I could say I was, but I'm not. Uh, If I ever am, I'll be happy. But if I ever am, it's probably because hyperinflation kicked in and we're all making a couple million dollars a year and uh, still hoping for stimulus checks. Let me see what else this Biden tax thing. Like I say, I've, I've learned what I can to answer my clients' questions, but until it's law, I'm not really dealing with it. Now, they are going to change the way... I've talked a lot before about how if you inherit real estate, you pretty much can turn around and sell it and not pay any tax because of what's called the stepped-up basis. They're planning on limiting that fairly severely, where it would be a million dollars per person who dies to remain tax-free. But it looks like they're going to limit how much you can pass on with that tax benefit. So that's probably a limitation they're going to bring on. Let me see what else this plan has. Yeah, one thing is that there's a 3.8% investment gains extra tax ever since like 2014, I believe, with the Affordable Care Act, which is otherwise known as Obamacare, which I call the Unaffordable Care Act, but they call it the Affordable Care Act. So that means that on top of that 39.6, they're talking about capital gains. So now long-term capital gains are taxed at for federal, this is all federal we're talking about because the state's always just a different universe on that. Long-term capital gains, if you hold an asset like a stock or a piece of land, if you hold it for more than a year, your capital gains rate is a lower rate. It can be 0%, it can be 15%, or it can be 20%. But the top rate right now is 20%. But they tack on this 3.8% investment tax for wealthier people. So a lot of people who make good money, when they have long-term capital gains, they're paying 23.8% already. Well, what this thing is saying is that for households earning more than a million, Biden is proposing taxing long-term capital gains at his higher rate of 39.6 plus that 3.8. So that's 43.4. 
if you have someone making over a million dollars and they have a large capital gain, they could end up paying 43.4 federal tax and it could be up to 12.3% state tax. So you're looking at over 50% tax for a long-term capital gain. One of the theories of why they give long-term capital gains a break is that inflation has caused a lot of the gains. If you have a house that you bought 40 years ago for $75,000 and now it's worth three seventy-five, theoretically, yes, you've made $300,000, but the gains are in current dollars, whereas your dollars 40 years ago were worth a lot more. The theory behind capital gains tax breaks is that inflation is what caused you to make these gains, so you shouldn't be taxed as if it's current ordinary income. Obviously, you can figure what my opinion is. I mean, all of these tax rates should be so much lower than they, they are right now, and they're already, they've already been lowered in 2018, like I say, with the uh, Trump tax changes. Uh, I think they should be lower than that anyway because of my general overall theory that all our money's been stolen and we're just broke. We're a broke country, and I'm going to talk about that when I come back from the first break a little bit because I did a little bit of traveling the last couple of weeks, and I actually saw uh, different parts of the U.S. that I haven't seen in a while. So I'll tell you about that in a minute. The other thing is Biden is proposing. Well, if I were the editor of this, where does this come from? This came from uh, Forbes.com. If I was the editor, I would say Biden's, uh, Biden's handlers are proposing blah, blah, blah. I don't think Biden proposes anything, but that's just my, my observation. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, oh, I've talked to you in the past about how to never pay capital gains on property sales, but now if this Biden plan goes through, that's going to, that's going to ruin my framework on that. And I'll tell you about that after the first break also. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be right back. With home mortgage rates still near historic lows, now is a great time to buy or refinance. Michael Humes is your one-stop mortgage lender. Michael Humes and his knowledgeable staff are well-versed in a wide variety of loan types, including FHA, Fannie Mae, USDA, HomePath, and HARP. For a free evaluation of your mortgage needs, call him, 530-624-7942. That's 530-624-7942. Be sure to listen to Michael's Mortgage Market Update every Wednesday at 2.30 on Your Home Today. This is Michael Humes, mortgage specialist at Network Mortgage, located at 155 East 3rd Avenue. NMLS license 230273, BRE license 01250862, employed by Network Mortgage, BRE license 01840139, NMLS license 358237, equal housing opportunity. Spending more time at home also means being more comfortable at home. And maybe you've noticed it's getting warmer every day. So now's the perfect time to have your HVAC system tuned up by Royal Air. For just 99 bucks. that's 25% off the regular price. They'll even replace your filter. Maybe it's time to consider a new comfort system from Lennox. Contact Royal Air, your authorized Lennox dealership today at 899-9999. That's 899-9999. 
You shouldn't need an advanced degree to figure out how to pay for one. At Edward Jones, our financial advisors want to help you understand all your options when it comes to paying for an education. Whether you're the first in your family to attend college or planning for your grandchild's future, we get where you're coming from because we've been there too. Put our experience to work for your unique financial needs. Call Randall Corti at 892-2488. That's 892-2488 to schedule an appointment today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'm at 1208 Mangrove. If you're ever in need of a second opinion or someone to help you with taxes, maybe for the first time, you might be a young couple that just bought their first house, and I can help you with all the different tax ideas, how to try to plan for your future, especially if you're younger. There's a lot There's a lot more options for someone in their 20s than there is for someone in their 50s or 60s because you have that time on your side, whereas people that are over 50 like myself, you know, you've either kind of saved or you haven't. You're, you, can, you can still do some, but it's not, like, it's not like you have 40 years of work ahead of you that you can start piling money up like a young person or a young couple can. So what I was talking about a few minutes ago is I visited, the, I visited Texas and part of the South New Orleans, some mainly some Mississippi places. And what struck me as I was driving around in that lush green area with trees everywhere for miles, and I'm just thinking this country has so much natural resources, so many natural resources, there's no way in the world that we should be a broke, debtor nation like we are. It just should never have happened. Over the years, uh, things did not go correctly. Uh, We weren't diligent enough in our voting habits, and we pretty much gave away the farm probably 40 or 50 years ago, and uh, we are a debtor nation that should never be. We should be wealthy beyond belief. It's incredible that we've basically thrown away our future and our grandkids' future based on lack of paying attention. Uh, it's not that I haven't been sounding the bell, but nobody listened, nobody listened to Harold. Not that I have all the answers, but I do believe uh, everything's been stolen and we're basically bankrupt and it's just not a good way to be. I had mentioned on Business Buzz, it's probably been a couple of years it was a plan of how you can structure your real estate throughout your lifetime that you'll never pay tax on capital gains. That old style is still the law right now if you do it correctly. The problem is these plans that this Biden administration changes might be coming, uh, it'll wreck my plan to never pay tax on capital gains. So they're going to wreck it. One of the issues that they've got is the the biggest Biggest break in the tax world. Well, there's two big breaks in the tax world. The number one, I'd say the most common big break, it's not the biggest break, but it's the most common, 
is the sale of principal residence section 121. I know that section number because I had to look that up today for a client who's got a very complicated house sale going on, and I had to look up what those rules really are. So I had to dig deep and read them. So right today, I'm very knowledgeable about section 121. And I always tell people when I haven't looked something up for a while, it's like, hey, give me a little time to read about that because I have not looked that up in quite a while. The bottom line, though, is that with Section 121, if you live in your home, if you live and own your home concurrently for two of the previous five years, and they're subject to some adjustments to this, but the general rule is a single person gets a $250,000 tax-free gain, a married couple that both owned and lived in the home get a $500,000 tax-free gain on the sale of the residence, and you can do one of those every two years. So theoretically, you could have two houses that you own, and every two years you could structure these to actually sell them at a gain if you can make a gain, and you would never pay tax on any of those gains up to 500000 if you're married. That's the most common big tax break. The other big tax break that's not as common but it's much bigger is called the 1031 uh, Tax Deferred Exchange. It's also called a Starker Exchange. I believe that's the name of the congressman who introduced it a long time ago. I'd have to look that up. It's probably the 60s or something. It's been here. It's been around forever. That is where you can sell real estate, not report the gain that you would report if you were going to sell it for cash, and you put that money into an escrow that you can't touch held by a third party, and then you take that money from that escrow that you just sold your property for a big gain and you invest in a new property for uh, as much or higher price than the old property you just sold, you don't have to pay tax on that gain. Your gain sort of gets hidden in the new property. In other words, if you turn around and sell the new property right away, you'll pay tax on the gain that you deferred. You don't get to get away with it, but you roll it into the new property. The rich people and the people with a lot of real estate, they do 1031s all the time. They never sell and pay tax on capital gains. They do tax-free exchanges and move up and up and up on their property and never pay tax. Then when they pass away, they get to have the basis of the property at their date-of-death value for their children who inherit it to sell and pay no tax. And that's that combined with the residence sale that I was talking about, the Section 121, the 500000 deal. Those two combined, if you plan everything outright, you can legally never pay tax on a capital gain or hardly pay any tax on a capital gain. Should be a better way to say it. But this new proposal from Biden's administration... would limit the amount of tax-free, of, of like-kind exchange you can do up to $500,000. That just means that most of these deals, a lot of these deals for big 1031 exchanges, they're, they're rental properties, they're business offices, they're large buildings, apartment houses for multi-millions of dollars. And the old rule, the current rules, it doesn't matter what size the deal is. As long as you buy something for more 
you put your tax-free gain into the property and you never pay tax on it. It just sort of waits for you there. This new law would make most of these tax-free exchanges not fully tax-free because they would only give you a break on the first 500000 of a gain. It's kind of crazy. Let's see what else this thing talks about. Oh, you know, my whole beef with this tax rate stuff is they can uh, they can just spend $2 trillion on a package and send checks out to people. I heard they're giving checks to people coming in at the border. I haven't verified that yet. They can give away trillions of dollars, but when it comes to income taxes, which generate, I think the individual tax generates something in the neighborhood of $1.5 trillion to $2 trillion per year tops. In other words, in one act of Congress, when they pass one of these multi-trillion dollar stimulus bills, that entire amount would be equivalent to telling everybody there's no income tax for a full year, like an amnesty thing. And I just can't believe that after they're giving away trillions and trillions and adding to our our budget deficit, which is, you know, the reason why we have a broke country that shouldn't be broke. It's amazing that they then they start picking away and raising taxes on individuals to generate another three or four hundred billion when they when they throw that away on just part of one of these stimulus bills that they're bringing up. And they're probably going to just keep bringing up more and more of them. So that's just my opinion. I don't see why they couldn't just cut the say, cut the income tax in half and, you know, figure that's part of the stimulus, but they don't seem to want to do that. Then this article of Forbes goes on to talk about winners in the Biden administration tax plan, taxpayers earning less than 400,000 a year. Well, that includes a lot of people. Um, maybe you're in that group. I know I am. Uh, let's see. Let's see what it says. Oh, the child tax credit's going up. It's going to be $3,000 for children from 6 to 17 and 3600 for every child under 6. And that's going to be something that you can get paid out on your, uh, I guess, on your W-2 and then just offset it on your tax return next year. Interesting. Hmm. Well, that'll that will help the families with younger kids. So I'm I'm all for that. It also includes a permanent expansion of the earned income tax credit. Well, that's the biggie. I'm going to get going on this second break today, but I'll be right back with business buzz. So stay tuned. We're going to talk a little bit more about taxes. Then we're going to talk about other things. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be right back. Attention KKXX listeners. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 8 a.m. for Hope for Today. We are excited to have the opportunity to air the Hope for Today program with David Hawking. Please make sure to support the ministry work of David Hawking and all the other wonderful ministries that allow us to spread the good news of Christ here on the North Valley's home for Christian talk. KKXX 930.
While you're listening to KKXX on AM and FM, don't forget you can also download the KKXX app in the Google Play Store. Tell Alexa to play Life Radio KKXX or call in on the Audio Now listen line at 667-930-9347. That's 667-930-9347. Check out KKXX.net for a full listing of programs, podcasts, and all the ways you can tune in here on Life Radio, KKXX. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. DAV helps veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran. I didn't want to admit it, but I had PTSD. So veterans can reach victories, great and small. My victory was finding help and learning that I wasn't alone. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Glad you have a chance to take some time out of your busy day to spend with me. I'm just kind of reviewing what may happen with these new tax rules. Like I say, these aren't law yet, so I'm not going to hang my hat on them, but I'd like to at least know what might be coming, and I can try to help you figure it out. Also, a permanent expansion of the earned income tax credit. Uh, So the maximum benefit for people without children has gone from $500 to $1,500. It also got rid of this stupid rule that I've, I've hated for years, if you're under 25 or over 65, you're not entitled to that credit. Well, that that's really not fair for some young guy who's out working and he's only 24, but he doesn't get the same credit that a guy who's 25 does. I mean, that didn't make sense. So that I think is that I think is a good thing. The child and dependent care tax credit right now it's based on 3,000 for one child of child care spending for both spouses to be working. And six thousand if you have two or more children. Now it's saying four thousand for one child or eight thousand for more than one. So I'm guessing that the the credit is normally twenty percent of that amount. So right now the maximum credit is twelve hundred dollars if you have two children with childcare of three thousand each. But now it looks like that's going to be eight thousand. So that's probably going up to sixteen hundred dollars. But that credit phases out as income rises over one hundred and twenty five. Well, the problem there, of course, is if you have the reason you have to have child care a lot of times is because you have both parents working. So if both parents are earning $65,000 each, they're going to be shut out of that credit anyway. It says there's some tax benefits for uh, Affordable Care Act customers. Uh, let me see. Well, that's my little summary of the Biden administration's tax plans. I don't think Biden came up with any of them, but I think his administration somehow did. So that's my tax news for today. 
Oh, I've been doing a lot of taxes. A lot of people are selling some property and they're paying some tax. They're just, they don't want to do the 1031s. They just want to sell their property, pay some tax, and keep the difference, which is good, except the problem is if you have all your money in cash in the bank and inflation picks up, then you're going to have less money, whereas if you had have held on to that house, the house might be appreciating to try to keep up with the inflation. That's, that's really the problem of liquidating any good assets and putting them into the bank like that. It's, it's a little bit dangerous if inflation picks up. A lot of people say there isn't a lot of inflation, but I don't know if anybody's aware of the price of lumber, but it's gone through the roof. And I just saw an article today that says the average home price is higher by $30,000 solely due to the lumber price being that much higher. That's probably not going to help with our local real estate market that seems to be pretty hot. Uh, I talked to some realtors the last week or so, and yeah, they say it's still a hot market, but they, they say if the price is right. But people are still listing their house and getting multiple offers over and above their asking price. I happen to have a client who I've, well, I've known the husband for, well, basically 60 years. I met him in, uh, I met him in early grammar school. Uh, He actually passed away, but that house wasn't in good shape, but it's in the Bay Area. And I believe they put it on the market for like 1.1 something million. And I believe they got five offers the first day of which one was 1.4 with no contingencies. That means once you sign on the dotted line, it's pretty much your house and uh, you bought it because you don't have a contingent way out. And any deposit you put down, when you, if you don't have a contingency, you're going to lose that deposit. And you could lose more than that, actually. You can actually lose the benefit of the bargain to the person who you were supposed to buy it from. So Bottom line is if you're a buyer, unless you're certain that's the exact house you've got to have, I would never do a purchase offer without plenty of contingencies so that you can do your inspections, hire your contractors to look at the roof and the plumbing and the electrical, and you always keep that out on your side and just in case you change your mind or in case the market backs off. Uh, you know, If you make an offer today for... 600,000 and all of a sudden the market crashes and they're only worth 500. Boy, it sure would be nice to have that contingency so you could just back out right there and right then and there. Um, I would never recommend going without a contingency on a large purchase uh, unless it's just, you know, unless you're made of money and you just don't have any choice. So I came across an article I wanted to share. I honestly, I haven't read the whole thing yet. I had way too busy of a morning today to, to really read through this. But uh, what's interesting is these vaccines, they call them vaccines. The title of this article is The Vaccines Aren't Actually Vaccines. And I'm trying to get to the meat of the subject here. Uh, let me see. A recent article in The Hill argues the barriers to a return to normal remain in the form of vaccine hesitancy. Hmm. Well, I always figure, hey, if you're vaccinated, what are you worried about? Just 
put on two or three masks and don't tell me what to do. Okay. Meanwhile, an otherwise healthy 39-year-old Utah woman recently died four days after taking her second shot of the Moderna vaccine. Her liver stopped functioning, according to doctors. And this is actually not a scary, wild article. This is a guy who's kind of mainstream, actually. His name's James Rickards, and he's at a place called dailyreckoning.com. But what was interesting is, uh, first, these so-called vaccines are not really vaccines in the widely understood sense. A traditional vaccine involves an injection either with a weakened form of the virus you are protecting against or a similar virus. Either one can produce antibodies that remain in the system and fight the actual disease if you get it. These new vaccines are entirely different. I don't want to get too deep into the weeds here, but these treatments use experimental genetic modification to inject you with mRNA, which is a partial strand of genetic code. That mRNA then enters your cells and orders the cells to construct a spike protein similar to SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID. The spike protein then precipitates antibodies that can reduce your reaction. But the vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID, and it does not prevent you from spreading it to others. Hmm. The spike protein remains with you indefinitely. In effect, you have modified your own genetic makeup to fight COVID without actually gaining immunity and without reducing transmissibility. I mean, if you can make sense of this, you know, let me know because I, I, it doesn't make sense to me at all. I mean, these people who I know, they've got the vaccine. I guess they're, they're feeling a lot uh, safer now. Vaccines of this type with respect to viruses are entirely new in humans. Studies have not gone on long enough to evaluate long-term side effects. These drugs are not FDA approved. They are being distributed under an emergency waiver to avoid the normal approval process. It's almost like we're being used as guinea pigs. It is likely that most people receiving the drugs are unaware of these important differences between the new drugs and traditional vaccines, which raises questions about whether their content is fully in, their consent is fully informed. Hmm. That's what I, the next article I brought is going to talk about. I'm coming up on that last break of the day. Hmm. This is actually an FDA paper, but I think the important thing to remember is this is all done under emergency use emergency use authorization. is a mechanism to facilitate the availability and use of medical countermeasures, including vaccines, during public health emergencies. Under an EUA, which is an emergency use authorization, FDA may allow the use of unapproved medical products or unapproved uses of approved medical products in an emergency to diagnose, treat, or prevent serious or life-threatening diseases. Diseases. So, I mean, the, the point that I'm making is this entire vaccine thing, which I just read to you, this isn't a vaccine. The definition of vaccine, this is not a vaccine. And so... It's an emergency youth authorization. It has not been tested, and it has not been approved for safety by the FDA. I'll be right back after this last break. I'll see you in a few minutes on Business Buzz. Stay tuned. 
Attention KKXX listeners. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 8 a.m. for Hope for Today. We are excited to have the opportunity to air the Hope for Today program with David Hawking. Please make sure to support the ministry work of David Hawking and all the other wonderful ministries that allow us to spread the good news of Christ here on the North Valley's home for Christian talk. KKXX 930. While you're listening to KKXX on AM and FM, don't forget you can also download the KKXX app in the Google Play Store. Tell Alexa to play Life Radio KKXX or call in on the Audio Now listen line at 667-930-9347. That's 667-930-9347. Check out KKXX.net for a full listing of programs, podcasts, and all the ways you can tune in here on Life Radio KKXX. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. DAV helps veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran. I didn't want to admit it, but I have PTSD. So veterans can reach victories, great and small. My victory was finding help and learning that I wasn't alone. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Empowering people out of poverty. Helping kids and communities to shine. There's nothing quite like it. In World Vision, we've seen what happens when a child gets clean water or nutritious food, when she feels safe, gets to learn in a classroom, or discovers that she has infinite worth. Together, we're working to help every kid everywhere grow into who God created them to be. Reach out with us today and help people change their own lives for good. Learn more at worldvision.org. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I guess I should call this part of the program monkey business instead of regular business. I've already talked about the tax laws that I don't like that might be changing. I mean, the the new tax laws that I'm not going to like that might be coming. I've talked about vaccines that aren't vaccines and they're experimental. And now I've got an article that says, healthy people wearing masks, should they or shouldn't they? It's from a place called uh, jennifermargulis.net, if you want to look it up. Okay, Uh, let's see. Risk of death from coronavirus. Looking at risk of death from this novel coronavirus, we need to look at real numbers. The models and predictions have not been shown to be accurate. The the population in the United States is approximately 326 million. As of May 9th, 2021, 76,900 have been reported to die from COVID as a complication of it or with it. 
using the real numbers of people potentially at risk as we all are and the number of these deaths, it works out to be 0.00023 or 0.023% of the population. That is essentially a 0% death rate in the general population. It looks like the death rate from this is higher because not everybody has been exposed. So the death rate is higher in those known to be exposed. The problem is we don't know how many have been exposed. Without an accurate denominator, we don't really know the risk of dying if you become infected. However, several studies show most people infected have mild to no symptoms and fully recover. A few recent studies looking at populations with real data of people who were infected that did not have symptoms or receive treatment have shown the death rate to be much lower than previously reported. But most of the people tested were sick or were at a very high risk of infection based on exposure. We have, because most of the people, we have no idea how many fully recovered. We do not know that older adults and people who have severe underlying medical conditions like heart or lung disease or diabetes seem to be at higher risk for developing serious complications. As none of these risk factors are applicable to healthy children, children with no underlying health issues remain at extremely low risk of being seriously affected or dying from this infection. Now, I will point out, this is Harold speaking, uh, I'm not an MD. I don't play one on television. I wouldn't want to be one, especially these days. The only good thing about their job is they make a lot of money. But other than that, I, I wouldn't even want to do it. But I'm not a doctor, so go talk to your own doctor. Don't listen to me. This is just for your entertainment value. I have no qualms with people at high risk staying home or wearing a mask in public, I'm reading again, to try to protect themselves from contracting this infection. I do have qualms about healthy people wearing masks, asking them to partake in an intervention that is not shown to benefit anyone using science and data and can potentially cause harm. Anyway, you should read this kind of article. Like I say, you need to read both sides of the story. Um... There's all kinds of crazy stuff that the CDC has recommended, and then they backtrack, then they they say, uh, like it says here on a separate page, the CDC discusses masks. They write, CDC recommends wearing cloth, cloth face coverings in public settings where other social distancing measures are difficult to maintain, e.g. grocery stores and pharmacies, especially in areas of significant community-based transmission. But the article goes on to say, however, there are no scientific citations provided to support this on that page. They go on to say that the recommendation has changed because they have figured out it is transmissible from person to person. These mixed messages are confusing, but what we know for sure is that the CDC knew from February 26, 2020, when the first community spread case document in the U.S., that this virus was transmitted person to person. And not only was there no recommendation to wear a mask then, they strongly opposed the general public wearing masks. And the way I look at this, and I've, I've said this before on uh, Business Buzz when I've talked about various, quote, conspiracy theories, I've always said, okay, go, let's go backwards. Let's look at what's happened and see what, see what fits, what scenario fits from the start that would have made it turn out the way it did. And here's what I do. When this thing first came out, they said, oh, it's spreading, but they didn't tell anybody to wear masks. They did put people back into rest homes that had COVID. 
And then when the death rates supposedly started going up, they started telling everybody had to wear a mask. But they still never showed us a scientific study that showed that a cloth mask or a blue paper mask or a, you know, a fancy designer mask with glitter, uh, they never showed any studies that those actually help. So I'm just I'm just someone who doesn't believe 90% of what I hear. And uh, like I say, if you look at it backwards, you can sort of see exactly what actually happened. I won't go into any more detail. I think, I hope my audience is smart enough to figure out what I'm trying to say. But uh, if you kind of go backwards with this stuff, you realize exactly what happened and exactly what is happening. And... Uh, and that's exactly what I'm telling you, believe it or not. And, of course, I don't expect you to believe it. I expect you to at least read. That's the other thing. Uh, one guy I was listening to, it was really it made an effect on me. He was saying, it's like, okay, remember 13 years ago in 08, we had the Lehman Brothers meltdown where we had to send multiple tens of trillions of dollars to foreign banks to keep the world economy from imploding on itself. That was 13 years ago that we've been on basically life support financial system for 13 years with no end in sight. It's been 20 years almost since 9-11. There's been so many things written about it that honestly, if you've never read any alternative 9-11 news, I don't think you're even entitled to an opinion on a lot of subjects. There's tons of information you can read. You can learn the truth about these things. So it's been 13 years since the financial system broke and it's never been fixed. It's been 20 years since 9-11 brought in the Patriot Act and all the, uh, all the searches and seizures that are not constitutional. It's been, I have to do the math here, it's been 58 years since JFK was shot. Within a year or two of that incident, I think it was in 1965, uh, the book came out. I, can't, I honestly can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, I've read it. I, I know the author. I've read a lot of reviews. I can't remember the name of it. I will think I'll look it up while I'm talking because that's very amateurish for me to mention a book that I can't quote the pri- the uh, I can't quote the name um and I'm going to quote it to you here in a minute but I what I'm saying is if you've had 58 years to read something about the most important events that the world's ever seen but you have chosen not to and you've chosen just to listen to CNN every day uh then I honestly don't think you you know in my opinion everybody's entitled to their own opinion but I don't think I should need to listen to your opinion about much of anything because you've never listened to both sides. And that's just, I know I'm coming off like kind of a jerk, but it's like, that's how I feel. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people who have no clue when they've had years to read. And, and with the internet available, you can read both sides of every story and you can make up your own mind what you think's true and you can... You know, you can dig a little deeper and see if it's true or not. And, uh, you know, that's just, that, that's my opinion anyway. And uh, I know it sounds it sounds like I'm, sounds like I'm being kind of tough on everybody, but I, I'm just, 
I'm past the point of caring. You know, once you get to be about 55 years old, you kind of start being past the point of caring. And, uh, that's, that's kind of where I, that's kind of where I've gotten the last couple of years. Anyway, I am going to find the name of this book. I'm, I'm going to find the name because it's very famous and it came out within, I think within about a year or two. And, uh, within a year or two of the, uh, of the event, I got to find this darn thing. Drives me nuts. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give it to you now. I'll give it to you next time on business buzz. I just can't find it right at the moment, but it came out right after the assassination and it laid out all the, uh, it laid out all the stuff the Warren commission did. Oh, you know who was on the Warren commission? Uh, Gerald Ford. Our only unelected president. I think he was the only unelected president in history. I I would probably have to look that up. Probably have to look it up. Anyway, I'm going to get off this topic. But what I'm telling you is, if you're confused about any of these things you hear about, like uh, money printing and uh, hyperinflation and why you should own gold and why uh, you might not want to take an experimental vaccine that hasn't been approved by anybody. Um, you know, you may want to read a little bit before you go on your soapbox. And that's all, that's all I'm saying. So I've got about three minutes left. It's been a long day, a nice day here in Chico. I'm glad you took a little time to spend time with me. I hope I've at least entertained you a little, maybe educated you a little. Maybe I even hackled a few feathers today because I did, I did get a little negative there. I apologize for that. So whenever I get negative, what do I do? I grab my Course in Miracles and I study a little bit of that. It always helps. So I've opened the book randomly to Chapter 11, Part 8, The Problem and the Answer. This is a very simple course. Perhaps you do not feel you need a course which, in the end, teaches that only reality is true. But do you believe it? When you perceive the real world, you will recognize that you did not believe it. Yet the swiftness with which your new and only real perception will be translated into knowledge will leave you but an instant to realize that this alone is true. And then everything you made will be forgotten. The good and the bad, the false and the true. For as heaven and earth become one, even the real world will vanish from your sight. The end of the world is not its destruction, but its translation into heaven. The reinterpretation of the world is the transfer of all perception to knowledge. The Bible tells you to become as little children. Little children recognize that they do not understand what they perceive, and so they ask what it means. Do not make the mistake of believing that you understand what you perceive, for its meaning is lost to you. Yet the Holy Spirit has saved its meaning for you, and if you will let him interpret it, he will restore to you what you have thrown away. Yet while you think you know its meaning, you will see no need to ask it of him. You do not know the meaning of anything you perceive. Not one thought you hold is wholly true. The recognition of this is your firm beginning. You are not misguided. You have accepted no guide at all. 
Instruction in perception is your great need, for you understand nothing. Recognize this, but do not accept it, for understanding is your inheritance. Perceptions are learned, and you are not without a teacher. Yet your willingness to learn of him depends on your willingness to question everything you learned of yourself. For you who learned amiss should not be your own teacher. No one can withhold truth except from himself. Yet God will not refuse you the answer he gave. Ask then for what is yours, but which you did not make, and do not defend yourself against truth. You made the problem God has answered. Ask yourself, therefore, but one simple question. Do I want the problem, or do I want the answer? Decide for the answer, and you will have it, for you will see it as it is, and it is yours already. You may complain that this course is not sufficiently specific for you to understand and use. Yet perhaps you have not done what it specifically advocates. This is not a course in the play of ideas, but in their practical application. Nothing could be more specific than to be told that if you ask, you will receive. The Holy Spirit will answer every specific problem as long as you believe that problems are specific. His answer is both many and one, as long as you believe that the one is many. You may be afraid of His specificity, for fear of what you think it will demand of you. Yet only by asking will you learn that nothing of God demands anything of you. God gives, he does not take. So I've run out of time on Business Buzz. I'm feeling better already. I'll look forward to next time. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Call me if you have any tax questions or any financial. I'm a good second opinion. I'll talk to you next time on Business Buzz. KKXX Paradise, K280GL Chico, and K283AR Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy stepped up pressure on number three House Republican Liz Cheney, claiming rank and file concerns about her ability to carry out her job as she trades insults with former President Trump. McCarthy's comments on the Fox News channel underscore the continued, if not growing, grip that the former president has on the House GOP. They also spotlighted an increasingly open split between McCarthy and Cheney. Rather than standing by Cheney, as he did in a failed effort to ouster in February, McCarthy essentially planted himself in the camp of her pro-Trump critics. His positioning with her detractors and their increasingly outspoken attacks suggest her hold on her leadership job is in renewed peril. McCarthy's remarks come with Republicans optimistic about their chances of winning back control of the House in the 2022 elections. Bernie Bennett in Washington. A team of canvassers in Detroit is going door-to-door to to get the message out to get vaccinated. So far, only about 31% of Detroit residents eligible for vaccinations have received at least one dose. Hello, hello. Passing out COVID-19 vaccination information. Supervisor Anthony Brinson says there's a lot of misinformation. When they know the facts, I think uh, it'll help. 
get them out. Various campaigns are also underway in black and other communities of color. Mecca Shabazz is not vaccinated. Everybody when it first came out had like, we about to get it right now. I just probably going to wait. Some in Nicola Sproker's family got vaccinated. They've gotten a little bit sick from it and stuff, you know. So I'm saying, is it worth it? Or not worth it, you know, I really don't know. Victoria Kovari with the mayor's office in Detroit says, We're going to knock on every residential door in this city. I'm Ed Donahue. Hyundai is recalling more than 390,000 vehicles in the U.S. and Canada for two problems that can cause engine fires. In one recall, owners are being told to park their vehicles outdoors until repairs are made. On Wall Street, the Dow by 19 points, but the NASDAQ plunged 261. More details at townhall.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. As a follower of Christ, you are created and called for greatness, now more than ever before. In his powerful sequel to the bestseller, Kingdom Man, Tony Evans' Kingdom Men Rising calls men to break free of apathetic faith, to take a stand, do more than just exist. You have been called to rise up and influence those around you. Discover how when you get Kingdom Men Rising and learn the art of intentional impact. New from Tony Evans, sponsored by The Urban Alternative. Here's the townhall.com business brief. The stock's closing mixed on Wall Street, dragged down by big technology companies like Apple and Microsoft. The declines mark the sixth straight losing day for technology stocks. Investors.